I sold you on it, huh? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> That's way better than anything I'm going to talk about today. And scene. It's it's not a contest. <laughs> Welcome to the Photography Opinion Podcast. We discuss all things photo, video, and camera related. I'm Ben Lucas. And I'm Stuart Marlantis. And this is Photo Op. So as we mentioned on our last episode of how not to be a guy with camera which you should definitely listen to Um, we're going to do something a little bit lighter this week we're going to talk about our favorite gear or at least some of our favorite gear sometimes it's hard to pick Um, (laughs) we've picked roughly five ish things um, each uh, (laughs) as a list I don't know it's a list it's a it's a list of favorite gear this is not something we need to overthink Uh, we're going to jump into it Absolutely. One of, the things, <laughs> one of the things we have already talked about is we have talked about uh, the things, essentials you should buy that are not camera gear. Yes. So if you're mm. curious about that, definitely go check out that episode. But today, and we've also talked about uh, best lenses for different kinds of photography. So that's yes, another one. There will be links to both of those episodes in the description. Mm. But today we're just talking about favorite gear. What do you use all the time for everything? Cool. Sounds good. Go. Hit me. Number one, uh, what you got? So I um, went for some, uh, again, not camera-related gear, not lens-related gear. I shoot Sonys and Panasonics for the most part. We're not going to talk about that. Today, I'm going to talk about something related uh, to those cameras and to video shooting in general. It's the blind spot NPF battery charger thing. So this is one of my favorite pieces of gear because, one, you can slot an NPF battery in there and it turns it into multiple USBs or 12 volt out. It turns it into a USB-C, but it also is a charger. Um, So you can, if you don't have another charger in your bag, and sometimes NPF battery chargers are pretty big, you can throw this tiny little thing into your bag and charge batteries in a pinch with uh, micro USB or any input, pretty much. Um, You'll you'll have something that'll work with this. Uh, The other cool thing is because it's got... um, this barrel jack out you can run that into a dummy battery dummy battery dummy battery for any camera i mean they've got dummy batteries for canon for sony for panasonic whatever so you can use this to run monitors run your camera um it's got a great little uh a little tripod uh, mount there so you can attach it to a cage it is super cool super tiny um i use it all the time it lives in my bag it is one of my favorite pieces of gear done Holy shit. Send me that. I want one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I sold you on it, huh? Yeah, it's really cool. Uh, wow. Yeah, no. That that's way better than anything I'm going to talk about today. It's it's and not a contest. Scene. <laughs> it's not a contest. Uh no, my number 1 is a color checker. So, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this before, but mm-hmm. da da color checker. So, this one is made by Xrite. And it does two things. One, you take a shot uh, under weird lighting, and you can click on... It has blue to slightly tinted uh, orange uh, levels of gray. So you can one-shot color correct all of your Lightroom stuff by simply just clicking on the appropriate center gray. So... On the people, that is center gray. On the uh, landscape, they have their own center gray. And then you can warm or cool your photo by clicking on the off-color gray as necessary. 
The other half of this is uh, the color checker that has your vibrant color spectrum. And you can create a camera profile using the included software. Uh, by the way, this episode is not sponsored by anyone. These are just all of our own own plugs because we love yes. stuff. This is stuff. Hashtag that not we sponsored. <laughs> Um, yes, but you can use the included software to create a camera profile and you should do this for every, uh, they recommend doing it for every single shoot. I don't, I'm lazy. I do it for every single camera. So I've got a profile for my Canon camera. I've got a profile for my new, uh, Lumix camera. Um, yeah, you create your profile and actually on one of my 5D Mark threes, the blue is kind of like a weird tame blue. So it bumps up a little bit on the other 5D Mark three, the blue actually goes out of gamut. So as soon as I apply the, um, color checker profile, it actually knocks that back down to, uh, versus the Adobe RGB kind of blows that out. So it just kind of brings all of your colors, no matter what your sensor is back into the correct color spectrum that that you can then use for color grading on the flip side i normally never ever use this side i usually just pop it out as a kickstand but it has a second flip side that uh you can write down the date you first used it and they actually recommend replacing it after two years but i've had this thing i want to say like 10 years so it's fine it's fine, but they've just got a big neutral gray, which is excellent for shooting uh, from a distance or uh, if you're trying to zoom in on it and do um, your manual white balance mm-hmm. for video. I know uh, cameras have that where you can zoom in on a perfectly gray thing yep. and then use that image as your reference image to set your white balance. So you can do that from this side or if you're shooting just photos and not video, you can do it in post using the other side. So this is my favorite thing. Uh, I use, I carry it with me uh, next to my wallet most of the time. (laughs) Uh, It is pretty much always on me and I use it for everything. Uh, For product photography, it is an absolute must have. I swear to God, if you're shooting product photography and you don't have a color checker, you need to get out right now and buy one. Um, But I also find it super useful when I'm shooting events or portraits and you have weird mixed lighting. You're in a room where you have a fluorescent sign and a window light and an incandescent light bulb and they're just all mixing weird and you want to make sure that your model's skin looks like skin. I talked about that way too long, but it's crazy important. Get one. There. I have one too. Definitely get one. Uh, I, I actually have a bonus. You yep. print... Uh, we're we're going to link to the... I, I think it's Thingiverse. There's mm. a 3D uh, holder that you printed for me oh. that is incredible <laughs> yeah. for just uh, attaching your color checker to a light stand so yeah. you don't have to balance it awkwardly. I love it. They're it's great. Cool. Thank you for printing it for me. No problem. Uh, my, another favorite thing of mine is actually something that I'm wearing right now. It is these headphones. These headphones. Are we wearing the same ones? We might be. <laughs> uh, um, the, at least the ones that I'm wearing, which I think are the same ones you're wearing, are the Sony MDR7506 headphones. Zero six. Uh, headphones. They're really great. They're basically the industry standard. They compact relatively, uh, relatively small for throwing in your bag. Um, I mean, the reason why I like these is they're, they're one, they're pretty, pretty much bulletproof. And two, they are always consistent. Like any pair of MDR 7506 headphones sounds the same as every other one. They're great for productions for that reason. You can throw them on anybody in any situation, monitoring a camera, monitoring 
audio recording equipment. Um, they're just like the headphones for production and i use them all the time i even use them for recording podcasts in a studio environment so uh they are my go-to headphones i've got a lot of headphones but these are the ones that by far get the most used and uh they are my favorites for that reason i am 99 percent sure those are the same ones that i have they were uh these were actually (laughs) gifted to me from a studio that i worked at Mm -hmm. because they were just in the junk closet and the ear pads were basically non-existent mm-hmm. and they're like cool if you want them take them yeah. and then so for 20 bucks i bought new ear pads uh i do have a backup headphone suggestion mm-hmm. uh if you are cheap and you want something that is not necessarily indestructible but you won't mind too much if you throw it in your bag and the cord gets ripped out monoprice sells some headphones that it has a removable cable they're very cheap they're relatively comfortable, and the removable cable means that it will not strip the cable out, and now you have destroyed your headphones. If you ruin the cable, you just get a new auxiliary cable and plug it in. Yeah, that's my only gripe with the the MDR-7506 is they would be perfect if they had a removable cable, and of course if they were cheaper, I suppose. I've <laughs> actually got a second pair of headphones yeah. underneath my desk here that is uh, one of the more expensive ones with a removable cable. Yeah, um, good but. stuff. Anyway, the Sony MDR-7506 headphones, they are the workhorse of headphones. You'll see them everywhere. They're good for everything. So uh, that's that's a video workhorse. Uh, Let's Mm -hmm. talk photo workhorse. So my absolute favorite lens, bar none, 7200. So uh, when I went to buy my 70, I actually have it on my desk right here because I'm not good about putting away my camera gear when I'm I'm done offloading photos. It's good for Um, illustration. Uh, yeah, great for illustration. So I own a Sigma 7200 because when I was buying it, I was broke and I could not afford the Canon version. Let me tell you, this thing is heavy. It is a monster because Sigma apparently doesn't know how to make lightweight lenses. Uh, they make beautiful glass at half the price and the compromise is uh, the form factor and weight. Um, but I also like that it's all black so it doesn't have the white Canon barrel. But, you know, if you get the Canon one, those are all beautiful lenses too it doesn't matter it's fine uh but 7200 i i shoot almost everything with it i shoot 90 percent of a wedding day with it i shoot portraits with it um i even shoot some landscape stuff with it because i can shoot wide at 70 just back up far enough it gives it gives a nice kind of compressed feel to the frame um and yeah i i love it uh if i had to choose a close second i'm gonna sneak a second one in here is my 85 also another lens that i have sitting on my desk right here because i am prepared for these episodes Uh, (laughs) um yeah so we got the the 85 here and the thing that i like about the 85 rather than the 50 is if you are doing headshots 50 gives you that bulbous nose Mm -hmm. and the 85 doesn't so uh when you have it wide open um, you don't want your model turned at all. You want them looking straight on because otherwise one eye will be in focus and the other eye will not. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I love this. And then the little bonus here is I use a rubber lens hood. So it makes it a lot easier than you saw me just now unscrew the lens hood for my 7200. But for the 85, you can just pop it like that. And if you want to introduce a little bit of sun flare, you can just kind of peel back the hood as needed. So yeah. Excellent. Uh, I have one uh, that's a favorite of mine that I'm actually going to lend you here pretty soon for an upcoming trip, and that is a 
portable solid state drive. Um, so this is actually a DIY kit, sort of. Um, this particular one is from Sabrent or Sabrent or whatever. Uh, basically, you pop an NVMe SSD in here, and then it puts it in this nice aluminum box with a USB-C output. Um, I use this a ton. I used it when I went to Japan uh, about six months ago. Uh, these are this is like my new portable storage. Um, you can run them off of your phone. You can run them off of a laptop. You can get. Um, this is USB-C, but you can get USB-C to USB-A cables for them. Um, I have literally done things as crazy as connect a, a, a USB hub to my phone and then plugged a card reader into one USB and this into another and copied it over to have a, a really quick backup um, from my camera. So it's... Uh, they are super nice. They're quite inexpensive to put together. Even one like this yourself, it's just a couple of screws. Um, they're really, really, really fast, and uh, they don't break like mechanical hard drives do. Um, I was actually on... I've been on more than one production that's used mechanical hard drives in the field um, that have been bumped around too much, that have been dropped off a table, and uh, there has been... Thankfully, when I've been there, there hasn't been data loss. It's been recoverable, but uh, this is the way to go. And depending on your camera, if you're shooting a lot of video, uh, increasingly cameras or recorders have the capability to record into external storage. And these are plenty fast enough for which is super useful for video. Super useful for video. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you mentioned mechanical hard drives. I actually mm-hmm. do have a bunch of mechanical hard drives in these little cases here, mm-hmm. uh, but those never leave my studio. Yep. So they're not they're not prone to getting jostled or bumped. If you need on the go storage, so I'm about to go on a big backpacking glacier trip. Depending on where this episode uh, when it comes out, I might be yeah. back already. Um, but yeah, so having something that is on the go that can be thrown in a bag and jostled around, you do not want mechanical hard drives, SSD mm-hmm. all the way. Exactly. Uh, let's see, something else that I just throw in my bag and good to go, even if I'm out shooting landscapes, is a speed light. I see the speed light bags on my desk. I don't see an actual light. Where's the... That's all right. You, you know what they look like. <laughs> Speed light. They all look the same kind. Speed of. light. They're they're all the same. Yeah. I'm. I did a review years ago about the Amazon speed light that people are still uh, watching, but that my recommendation in that video is no longer my current recommendation because these things change at a at, at quite a clip. Technology um, changes. What? Technology changes and gets better and cheaper. Crazy, mm. I know, right? Anyway, <laughs> having a speed light. If you are a natural light photographer, unless mm. you're Danny Diamond, I'm gonna call BS on you because uh, natural light generally means I am scared of flash, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna cover some tutorials on that eventually in the future. But uh, no, having a speed light. If you are just doing a quick thing and you want to shoot people, uh, being able to have that in your bag. Um, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback on this one too. Uh, Pocket Wizards, mm-hmm. I love Pocket Wizard. They're a great brand. I know that there are cheaper brands. If you shoot, you shoot, you know, Ellen Chrome, they have their own. If you shoot Profoto, they have their own. Um, if you shoot Godox, I think they have their like. There are these other mm-hmm. ones, but there are also just cheaper generic triggers that kind of just work with anything. Um, there are a few very specific reasons that I chose Pocket Wizard, but all in all, their stuff is stable and reliable. And actually, I personally like the Plus Threes, and I will Velcro 
uh, my speed light to the uh, side of the trigger like that. And the reason why I like the plus threes, uh, they, I know that they have some other versions that are made specifically for speed lights that slip into the hot chew and you can trigger them that way and they look a little less jankety. However, I have had nothing but problems with that model and feature from the, the hot chew just coming slightly on, you know, off to the, uh, thing just not receiving correctly. Um, so no, the, these plus plus threes, which I'm pretty sure they have like new versions of, but, uh, they just tried and true work. Amazing. The antenna is built into this little plastic cap, so it can't break off like some of their older models that have actual antennas. Um, yeah, I just, I just love it. Uh, if you do have a speed light that has built in a uh, triggering capacity, then you can use, you know, master commander modes, that type of thing. Um, that's fine too. That works, but having a speed light, whether you're shooting a portrait or if you shoot landscapes and you just need like a pool of light in the thing, you can do a long exposure and you can walk around and just pop the speed light in several different places. And you have this kind of beautifully lit front foreground scene. So yeah, always useful in every situation. Yep. Don't be afraid of adding light. You don't need to be a natural photographer, natural light photographer only just because you're afraid of light. It's not scary. It's not. <laughs> Uh, so I know I packed uh, a couple of mine all right next to each other. So so hit me with what you got. What do you all got? All right. Um, so another one that is legit- legitimately one of my favorites, although it's a pretty common one, is a knife or multi-tool. I always carry one unless I'm not allowed to on a plane or something. Um, I personally like the Leatherman Wave for like a big multi-tool. Um, but I would highly encourage you if you're watching this and thinking about stuff that you might want to add to your bag, um, look around, find one that has the tools that are useful to you. I use the screwdrivers all the time. I use the knife all the time. Um, but depending on the trip you're going on or, uh, where you'll be traveling, certain things might be legal or not legal, uh, to bring. So I actually have a couple different multi-tools and knives and stuff that I carry depending on the, uh, shoot that I'm doing. For example, you wouldn't carry one like this, which is a very large, uh, Kershaw, which I really like Kershaw knives, but I think this one's on the verge of like what you can legally carry in Seattle. For example, Seattle has like a three and a half inch, um, blade length uh law so uh, be careful look up your local laws um if you're traveling don't bring a blade with you that at least on a plane that would be bad um pick a multi-tool that fits your shooting and your work the best um and for me for the most part it's a leatherman wave unless i'm going in a plane i also bring a multi-tool my leatherman i think i got when i was eight uh, in like Cub Scouts. So I don't remember the model. <laughs> I could probably use a new one, but uh, it's, it holds up just fine. There's actually another multi-tool that I use that's incredibly useful. Um, I have a bike, like a uh, hex wrench set. Um, oh, those are cool. So, so it is advertised as a bike repair kit. However, uh, there's a bunch of random camera gear, mostly tripod stuff that has different sized hex wrench screws. And so just having that hex wrench kit in my bag, um, uh, I bought one, I went to Iceland and a screw came loose on my tripod and it wouldn't lock. And I was in the middle of Iceland and we went to a restaurant and that restaurant happened to be under construction. And so I walked out to one of the guys doing construction and I was like, excuse me, do you happen to have a hex wrench in your tools over there that I can tighten this with? 
<laughs> and they were really nice and they helped me out. But I said, that's the very last time I'm going to be caught without a set of hex- hexes. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna throw that one on top. Um, what, what else you got for us? Uh, so one that, uh, again, potentially seems obvious, but is legitimately one of my uh, favorite uh, pieces of gear is a portable USB, USB-C card reader. Now, most people, they go out and shoot. They come back and they load in your their photos at the end of the day with a card reader that sits on their desk or you know is is nearby their computer but you've got that fancy portable ssd but so you I, need a portable card reader exactly so i have this little portable card reader also by sabrent um not sponsored i just hashtag not sponsored i just like some of the stuff that they make um this has USB-C on one side and USB A on the other and this particular one is a uh, micro SD and SD card slot reader. Uh, it's really nice. Um, I like being able to put stuff on my phone if I want to share it on social media. I like being able to be on a shoot if somebody's got a laptop or something. If it doesn't have a card reader, which is increasingly common, unfortunately, nowadays. Mac. Um, <coughs> yeah, Max. Um, I can just plug this in and be like, here you go. Grab this photo. Grab this clip. Um, it's great for backups on a trip. Uh, I keep, I have tons of these, like not necessarily this exact one, but I've got tons of small portable card readers, um, because I use them all the time and they're pretty much in every bag. They never leave any of the bags that I have. It's a good way to go. And it saves, it has saved me so many times. So it's legitimately one of my favorite pieces of gear. Awesome. All right. Uh, the last thing that I had on my list, it goes along with the long tangent that I went on with uh, speed lights and triggers. But when you have a speed like this, a speed light like this, and you're out and you decide, you know what, I'm going to take a quick portrait and you set it up and you aim it at your model. Now you get this really harsh, gross light pointed straight at their face. So you need portable diffusion. So my last kind of favorite here is the Westcott Rapid Box. So it is a very small portable, look at the size of this bag. Uh, For those of you listening, it is roughly a foot and a half long by a fist or size too wide. Um, And it pops out to be, I think, a 24 inch, something like that, softbox. So incredibly useful. Um, It's very easy and quick to assemble and it gives you a nice soft light. And actually when I bought it, it did not come with a deflector plate, but then you bought one and it did have a deflector plate and i said dang it i'm getting a deflector plate uh because sometimes uh you i do like having it uh more beauty dish style where i can rip off that front reflector Mm -hmm. and still have that kind of nice wide bright light without uh the soft diffusion on front um especially if you're trying to you know combat the sun and your your speed light is working its hardest but uh it's just losing too much through that diffusion panel so no i absolutely love that and i pretty much bring that with me on every shoot because it's so easy to carry and it is so incredibly light and it's so small that if i need a softbox boom done it's -hmm. easy it's pretty much a hikeable softbox. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And uh, actually, I did a video review of the Platypod, which mm-hmm. I'll also be bringing on my hike. But I hiked out with the Westcott Rapid Box, and I attached it to a tree. Nice. And it was it's so light that uh, that and my speed light and the Platypod all mounted to the side of a tree. I had, like, one small, like, tether cable, and, like, it was good. It was great. Excellent. So. So I have one uh, bonus, uh, which is a phone to tripod mount. Uh, here is one for, uh, for example, it is a just a, a aluminum 
uh, be sure to get an aluminum one or mostly aluminum one. So this is just uh, one that's a little bit springy. You can tighten it down around your phone. Um, it's got rubber on it so that your phone doesn't get scratched. And then it's got a couple different places where you can attach it to a tripod on the side, um, on the bottom, stuff like that. Um, I've got a couple of these ones very similar to this. I've got one that has a little arm so that instead of uh, actually attaching it to the tripod on the side um, for vertical shots, you can attach it or you can attach it just one way and then turn it. They're really cool. This one's a bonus basically because um, although you're probably not professionally shooting with your phone, if you want to get some behind the scenes thing, if you want to get a time lapse of you setting up gear, um, if you want to just, you know, speak to a camera, do like a little tutorial kind of thing, and your phone is the camera you have available to you at the time for that purpose, uh, it's a good way to go. So I actually have one of these in my bag pretty much every time, and I've used them enough that I would say that they're definitely a favorite piece of gear at this point. So just a little tip for you, extra social media uh, content producers as well as <laughs> photographers and videographers. <laughs> I mean, more and more, we're all content producers. Yeah, exactly right. So this is a good way to add a second camera to your bag without really adding a whole bunch of gear. Uh, awesome. You know what? I think I think I have I have one more. One more? I I want to say that uh, I wrote it down on my list and I skipped it earlier. So, um, the the very last thing that I absolutely love the Think Tank uh, Speed Belt. So they have a few different ones. I really like the the heavy duty one. Um, and so the speed belt, you have pouches for all of your lenses and flashes and all of that stuff. Um, do you look like a dork? Yeah, yeah, you do. <laughs> uh and i have been asked in every youtube video where i've happened to be wearing it in the video what the heck is that thing that you're wearing why do you have a fanny pack and like like people are just like mm -hmm. what is that um it is not for everyone if you're a studio photographer you don't need it if you're going out hiking you don't need it. Uh, there are lots of things where, yeah, you probably don't need it. But if you are, you know, shooting weddings and events or or some type of photography where setting down your bag has risk of your stuff getting stolen or setting down your bag and rifling through to find the lens that you need would risk you missing the shot, then just having all of your stuff easily accessible on your person is incredibly useful. So a uh, term that I used from uh, learned from Adam Savage is first level accessibility. So everything in his workshop studio space has first level accessibility. And what that means is to get this tool, he does not have to move anything out of the way. So there is nothing that is hidden behind a second thing. He can reach and use everything in his workshop by simply grabbing the item. Nothing has to be moved or or shuffled around or is hidden behind. Like in our pantry right now, I know that if I need to get, you know, the pasta sauce, that's actually behind the beans and I have to grab the beans, move them out of the way, grab the pasta sauce. So if your bag is packed second or third level accessibility, so everything's packed on top and you're pulling all these things out, where do these things go? Um, they're kind of being strewn all over the place. If you're out hiking, will it fall down the trail? If you're in an urban area, will it get stolen while you're looking for that stuff? So just having it all in its neat little pouch on your person, I have found super useful. Is it crazy expensive? Yeah, it is. I didn't buy one for years and years and years because they're stupidly <laughs> expensive. But as soon as I bought one, I'm like, dang it, this is worth it. Yeah. There's some things you, worth spending money on. 
Well, yeah, and you might look a little dorky, but if you're like if your shooting process at an event is super smooth as a result, it is well worth it. <laughs> oh yeah, do I look dorky? Yes, but uh, I no longer have to say one second. I need to go grab mm-hmm. my lens from the exactly. bag that I stash in the other room, and also uh, I think even if my bag is at my feet, it has changed my lens change time from mm-hmm. maybe about thirty seconds to now like ten seconds. So it uh, I can just you know talk with someone. Give me a second, clip it on, and now I'm good to go. So. Awesome. Another piece of gear that's for a very specific type of person, Mm -hmm. but I think it applies to a lot of you. So I thought I'd mention it. Excellent. So, uh, yeah, this show is pretty pretty light and easy. Uh, this has been our favorite gear, or at least a, f- a first pass attempt at our favorite gear. Is this the exclusive list of our favorite gear? Well, definitely not. This is just some stuff that we haven't really talked about before necessarily, but is cool stuff that we really like to use. Um, and that you might like to use too. Um, so, so two things. One, everything we mentioned today, there will be a link to it down in the show notes. Mm-hmm. And two, we want to know what's your favorite kind of gear. So yeah. leave a comment. Tell us what your absolute favorite thing is, uh, whether that is a lens or a camera body or just random photo accessory that you love and think everyone else should get too. So let yeah. us know. We like talking about gear, so help us talk about gear more. <laughs> Which is funny because sometimes I don't like talking about gear and sometimes I do like talking about gear, but you know, that's another topic for another day. If you have questions or ideas for future episodes, you can email us at hello at photo dash op dot show. Watch us on Ben's YouTube channel at non-creative as in om nom nom. Share this with a friend and you can listen to photo op anywhere podcasts are sold or downloaded because it's free.